it's lights out and away we go. Excellent start from Sebastian Vettel. Lewis Hamilton covers him and outside goes Max Verstappen. Locking up on the inside, Valtteri Bottas. What a start from Max Verstappen into second place already. They all file through turn one in single file. Some couple a double of rest, but they all get through pretty much unscathed. Dust being kicked up from the rear. But Max Verstappen going for fifth on the grid and getting up to second place already. Straight into the barriers goes Carlos Sainz and also Felipe Massa. Oh dear, Max Verstappen, no! Come on. Oh, after such a good start, Verstappen pulls over to the side of the track. You think we will get them at the end? Yeah, we think so. Should catch them and have uh, eight laps to battle. Ocon is going to try and have a go again, but look, here comes Sebastian Fettel in a turn one. Fettel down the inside, forces Ocon wide. Now Ocon goes off the track. Sergio Perez ahead of Fettel, but he's going to come back on the track. And Ocon's lost out. He's going to have a go, Sebastian Fettel down the inside on Sergio Perez. What a move again from the championship leader. And he is up now into fourth place as Fernando Alonso makes even more friends in North America. Lewis Hamilton took pole yesterday, takes the checkered flag today, and once again wins the Canadian Grand Prix. You're listening to the Q3 Podcast. We're back, everybody. We're finally back on the Q3 podcast here for a Canadian Grand Prix preview. James is back. I'm back. This is fantastic. You were over in Europe for, what was it, two weeks, three weeks? Three and a half weeks. Three and a half weeks. There you go. Didn't even feel like you were gone. But anyway, <sighs> sorry man. sorry, we've been out of action. Um, unfortunately, one of the studios was, um, is, is still going... I'm currently going under repairs here at the Sin Studios, but we managed to get a booking. We managed to get both of us together here for this Canadian Grand Prix preview. And of course, get around it. Yeah, you got to get around this one. Um, obviously, uh, that intro was the Canadian Grand Prix last year, which Lewis Hamilton comprehensively won. So we're going to get stuck into the talking points leading into the this Canadian Grand Prix. <laughs> Starting off with Daniel Ricciardo, is he able to make it two straight Formula One wins? I don't know. I mean, he's got good history um, at the Canadian Grand Prix because he's won it before. From what was it? It was like an amazing performance or something like that. There was um, he came from. Oh, it was his first GP um, yeah, Grand Prix win. But as like well. he came from what was it, like tenth position. He finished first and like that. Because mm. he just got a, like a lucky pit stop or something like that, and he won. So yeah. I mean, he can do it again. Uh, it it'll think, just depend on qualifying. Got, does he? I think he's got a grid penalty. He does. Now. Yeah. So he does. Can, is he able to win it from the back of the grid, or uh, is it too tough of a task? I mean, Canada's won and lost literally on the first corner because it's like, you know, the the home straight. There's there's literally nothing like you start, I reckon it's about like 300 meters before the corner. You don't like it's going it's going to stay how it is on the grid. So it's just going to be like I I think it'll be just one, um one two three finish. I don't think anything else could happen unless you know rain comes or something miraculous happens. Um, but you know, yeah, it's it's a difficult track to predict. Um, 
But yeah, it'll be an interesting one. Hopefully Ricardo can for our sake because we are mad Aussie F1 fans and Daniel Ricardo fans. But yeah, look, that Monaco win was incredible. Unfortunately, we didn't be able, weren't able to do a review, but boy, would we have gone off on that. It oh, fantastic. I'll tell you the bad thing. What? So on the cruise ship, I was like, oh yeah, they'll, they'll show it easily. Yeah, they didn't and show They only it. had ESPN. It, what? That's it. No, and ESPN didn't show it. No. It's the Monaco Grand Prix. I know. God. And like I asked him, are you going to show the, um, uh, yeah, and yeah, literally I just went up to the sports bar. It's a, it's a specific sports bar on that ship. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you're going to show it. And like, oh, we've only got ESPN. Man, don't call yourself a sports bar if you only have two channels. How can you be a sports bar? That's ridiculous. That's, yeah. All right. Um, Hamilton, he finished, was it second? In Monaco? Yeah. I think. I th- I think no, was third, third. Third, third, sorry. It was like 10 seconds Vettel, behind so, Vettel. Vettel was second. Yeah, Vettel was second. Sorry. Um, how long is it until we see him back on the top? Will it be this weekend in Canada? Never where know. It's, it's such a, I guess, engine dominant, uh, yeah. predominant uh, race event. Um, so Mercedes, they've still proven that they do have the dominant engine this season. Ferrari are having those inconsistencies. Is Hamilton going to go back or what are we seeing? Are we I seeing a Ferrari... Because um, it doesn't I look like Red Bull will get up there on this power dominant uh, race. Max Verstappen maybe, he's our only hope. But with the engine though, yeah, Red Bull, the Red Bull engine, the yep. Renault engine in the Red Bull, it's not as strong it's, as the Ferrari and Mercedes. It's so. looking to be a Ferrari win. Amidst uh, Daniel Ricciardo, going back to Daniel Ricciardo, um, amidst obviously he's won the Monaco GP, he's won two Grand Prix this season, as has Hamilton and Vettel. Uh, people are saying that Ricardo is as good or even better now than Hamilton and Vettel. So how long until we see Ricardo, I guess, eclipsing them and donning a new team's race suit potentially so he can prove that he is a better race driver than them? It'll be next season, I'm calling. Uh, if he doesn't get the result he wants this year, it's like... Um, I've, uh, I honestly just feel bad for him because, like, he's he's an amazing driver, but he just doesn't have that, like, car that can perform. Um, I think that if somehow, by any chance, um, there's an opening in, like, if well, obviously Raikkonen's leaving at the end of the season, uh, you know, we, we could see him donning that um, black stallion race suit. But... I don't know. It may, it may be Mercedes. Did you say black stallion. Isn't isn't a black isn't it a black stallion? Is it? Oh yeah, no. It, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just all red. That's all right. Yeah. My the, bad. The you black got... stallion. Um. But the red suit. The red suit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It'd be it'd be good to see him at Ferrari because Ferrari's a very competitive, obviously. Um. But or will he play second fiddle to Vettel? That's the thing. Red Bull. I'm over this race. like Vettel, like, uh, you know, Vettel and Ricardo, little, you know nudging at each other's heads. Not just that. It's just the fact that Vettel is clearly the number one driver at Ferrari. And the way that Kimi Raikkonen has been treated as the number two driver, clear cut um, by Ferrari, is that going to happen when Ricardo jumps ship? Depends. Okay. All right. Um, Next up, we've got Fernando Alonso. Now, obviously, he hasn't been performing too well with McLaren. They started the season off well, but their form has dipped. Um, Now, there's been some talk that he may leave. Formula 1 altogether and pursue, I think it's in an IndyCar um, career. But regardless of that, if he's choosing to try, retire or not, is it time for him to move to a different team? Yes. 
because, I mean, he's in the same situation as Ricardo's in. Um, he hasn't got the car to perform with. He's a great driver, but he just hasn't got that, you know, drive. He hasn't got that power that he needs to get, you know, good finishes in. Because easily, if he was back in a Ferrari, so to speak, theoretically, um, you know, he could be in the podium easily, quite easily. But it's just, you know, a bad set of circumstances for Alonso. Um, but yeah, he did he did race in the uh, Indy 500 last, last year instead of going to Monaco. So that was mm-hmm. an interesting uh, turn of events. But never know. I mean, we've seen stranger things happen in the um in the racing and sporting world. Um but yeah. I think if he was to move he'd do it next season or even mid season. You never know. Like if there's a drop and he replaces someone else. Uh but only time will tell I guess. I think that Look, McLaren, they have improved slightly this season. Um, they have got the Renault engine, obviously, now. I think he's got to wait, obviously, until the end of the season to see how well this engine is performing because he is the highest-ranked uh, driver other than a driver from the big three teams, obviously, Mercedes, Ferrari, and Rebel, because uh, he's sitting in seventh at the moment. In the driver's standings, he's only, um, mind you, three points off Max Verstappen. Uh, from the Rebel driver, so he's definitely McLaren. Definitely, he's definitely doing all right uh, with McLaren. And but I think if they are still going the way they are at the moment, they definitely need to be improving for Alonso to be wanting to a stay on McLaren and b stay in the sport. I think he will leave. I'm not sure which team he'll go to. I don't think there'll be that much of an opening or that much of a, I guess, want and. Uh, want for Fernando Alonso because of his age, basically, as well, yep. that, which is a factor. So I'm not sure how that's going to play out. So obviously it's going to come down to the end of the season. He probably should leave, but I'm not sure if he does. I think if he stays in Formula 1, he'll probably just stay with McLaren because eventually I think they will come good because it's McLaren. Yeah. Historic team. So eventually things will turn well for McLaren. Yep. All right, let's head to our predictions for the Canadian Grand Prix. <laughs> James, three drivers who need a good performance. All right, I'm going to say Charles Leclerc. I'm going to say top 10 because he can do it. Um, you said last week in the podcast or a couple of weeks ago that, you know, when is it, how long is it until we see him in, like, you know, a, a big four um, racing team? Uh, because it's only a matter of time, really. Uh, and Lance Stroll, I'm going to say, in his home race. So he should perform. Because obviously he knows a track like the back of his um like the back of his hand, and oh I don't know maybe I'm gonna say Kevin Magnussen because he finished thirteenth last week uh and he's definitely a top ten driver, but yeah so they're my top three so well top three that need a good performance are Charlotte Clerk, Lance Stroll and Kevin Magnussen. All right. I'm going to go again with Roman Grosjean. Now, he, I think it was, was it two or three weeks ago, might have been around Monaco. I can't remember if I said this, but he was talking about how he's, he's still got his Ferrari dream alive. And if that's the case, he's yet to score a point this season in a Haas car, which is vastly and greatly improved, which, of course, Kevin Magnussen, he's on 19 points and 10th 
currently in the driver's standings. Roman Grosjean is equal last. He definitely needs to get a points finish in this Canadian Grand Prix to reflect the improvements that Haas has had this season and hopefully try and equal his teammates' incredible performances this season and showcase the improvements. So he's one. Uh, another one I've got is Max Verstappen. Now, obviously, he's probably been in the frame for the last couple of Grand Prix, but he does. He does need one. He had that crucial, crucial error at the end or towards the end of practice three, which saw him, unfortunately, for Red Bull, uh, not be able to go out into uh, the qualifying for the Monaco Grand Prix yep. and start at the back of the grid. So that was crucial. And obviously, Red Bull with Daniel Ricciardo, they were clearly the quickest team around the Monaco Grand Prix track. So that was by his own doing, 100%. We can clearly say that. So this Canadian Grand Prix, obviously it's power-favoured, and Red Bull and the Renault engine isn't really all that powerful. But if Verstappen can finish in the top five, pull out a fight, and show us why he has been touted as a future world championship world champion um, driver, this is the Grand Prix to do it. So he's one that needs a good performance. Another driver that needs a good performance, I'm going to stick to the top, and I'm going to say that it's Kimi Raikkonen, who is one that needs one as well. And I guess he's kind of flown a little bit under the radar uh, this season. Obviously, clearly he's not as passionate as he has been in previous times, but he was all right uh, in Monaco. He finished in fourth place. He was behind Lewis Hamilton, but... Obviously, as hard as it is to pass uh, at Monaco, he didn't really look as enthused about the race. Um, obviously, in the Spanish Grand Prix, didn't go all too well. He didn't even finish. Uh, in Azerbaijan, he was able to finish second, and obviously, that was a very lucky second place with considering the way that Ferrari treated him, uh, clearly giving Vettel the better pit stop strategy. He was only able to finish second because of the, uh, the ill-fated safety car, so... Raikkonen is another one who needs a good performance. If he's to prove that he is worthy of another contract, whether or not he's going to retire is another question. But if he's to prove to Ferrari that he is deserved of another contract, he needs to have a good performance this Grand Prix. All right, James, your team most at stake? Oh, there's a few. Um, going by the past three or the last two races, um, they're... I reckon there are, there's at least five um, at stake. I reckon Haas, uh, Williams, Selba, Toro Rosso, McLaren. But the one I'm going to say that most at stake is Williams, easily. Um, you know, they should be a top five team, but they're not. I mean, they're finishing 16th and 17th, uh, you know, one and two laps behind first. Which is, you know, it, it it it's clearly not good. It's clearly not up to their standard, so to speak, um, or from what we assume, because you know, they had um, Felipe Massa, and they were constantly getting good results. You know, it may not have been podiums, lots of podiums, but they were getting top ten finishes every week. Um, but yeah, I reckon they need a big kick up the bum this week. Um, if they need a, well, you know, literally in in order to win a race or even podium or even at, le- at least a tenth. Um, yeah, so I reckon Williams would be big. up the bum. <laughs> yep. Uh, my team most at stake is Ferrari. Now, obviously, if they are to compete with Mercedes, uh, they need to prove that their engine is reliable. And as I've said countless times, numerous times throughout this podcast, this is a power-heavy 
circuit. Yep. So if Ferrari, if it's any Grand Prix that they are going to prove to the rest of the Formula One world that they are able to take it up to Mercedes this season, this is the Grand Prix to do it at. Yep. And if they have a poor performance, if they allow Mercedes a one-two finish, and even worse, say they don't finish, get both their drivers in the top four, um, and they retire one of the cars, it'll just be a disaster. So this is the Grand Prix that will most likely, in my opinion, define where Ferrari is going to end up at the end of the season. So this is the race that determines where they're going to finish. It's that important, and they cannot allow Mercedes to get back on top because they do have all the momentum at the moment, Mercedes. So this is the one. This is the one for Ferrari. So yep. they are the team most at stake. Who wins the race finally? Oh, I'm going to say Sebastian Vettel. Seb Vettel? Yep. After what I've said, I've got Hamilton. Hamilton win. Fair Mercedes enough. will prove too good. Uh, their engine is more reliable than Mercedes. Uh, sorry, than Ferrari. Um, and Hamilton's always up there. So yep. I think I can respect that. Do we have comments from the F1 official fan group? Oh, mate. I've been... I literally have not checked Facebook in about two and a half weeks. Now, obviously, why we're rushing is because James has got a doctor's appointment, unfortunately. So we're sorry we're not able to go as in We will as go through usual. lengthy on Monday. Um, yeah, as, when we as do usual, the review. with our banter and mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. Yeah. Uh, well, all right, let's have a look because I've I literally checked Facebook once. Well, um, there's been some comments about uh, Max Verstappen. Now, he in his is it Thursday? His Thursday press conference over there in Canada. Oh, this was funny. He had some uh, fiery comments to a question posed to him regarding why he has so many crashes. So, let's take a listen to the grab. Max, why have you had so many uh, accidents? I don't know. And um, like I said in the beginning of this press conference, I got really tired of all the questions. So, yeah, I think if I get a few more, I'll headbutt someone. Hmm. What do we, what do we make of that? It's very fiery, and I love it. I mean... I want to headbutt someone. <laughs> like, that is so... <laughs> all right, for I those who... we heard that. All right, so Ben actually just headbutted the mic then, um, making a yeah. reenactment of Sebastian Vettel um, headbutting, a, uh, you know, someone in the media, because media are just microphones, and that's about it. Yeah. Um, got him. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, there's lots of things, you know, um, there's memes. If Kimi Raikkonen and Ricardo were teammates, and it's a picture of SpongeBob and Squidward, I'll tag my mate in that. Yeah, I was going to tag you as well, but... It's soz, quite funny. Soz, not soz. Uh, um, there's another photo of... Um, it was Ricardo and Verstappen. They were both in, like, mini carts, not go-karts, just, like, riding around the Red Bull offices, and they were saying, when your car isn't reliable, so you just go to the most reliable one. And it's just them riding <laughs> that around the offices at Red Bull. So that's funny. I thought that's quite true and ironic, because uh, it is true. The Red Bull car isn't um, as reliable as it once used to be. Yep. I'm like, there's um a bit of uh, well yeah, there's a th- Fernando Alonso's got new racing boots. Thanks Siri, love you too. Um, yeah, so there's <laughs> so there's new um, uh, racing boots by Fernando Alonso and they're very very colourful. Uh, bit interesting, bit going by his um colour of his Ben. That's fantastic. I know how good is it? Mm, like that's I mean. Beautiful. His helmet's exactly the same. Um, it's spicy. It's great. But I don't know what else. I mean... I love it. I love those shoes. Those you, are fantastic. You, you like is he going Is he going to wear it for the rest of the season or... I hope so. I mean, it says... 
Oh, because it's his 300th GP this week. Oh, is it? Yeah, so that's... Congratulations. How did we miss that? I mean, yeah. That's a slap in the face to us. <laughs> Fernando Alonso is his 300th Grand Prix. That is fantastic. Congratulations. Good on you, you're Fernando Alonso. You're a legend. Um, oh, there's everything. It. I mean, the I think on Monday we'll talk about the new... Or how the FIA unveil new protective helmet standards for 2019. Um, yeah. All right. I think that'll wrap up. Unfortunately, we have to do it so quickly this uh, week's edition of the Q3 podcast because James, as I said, has got to go to a doctor's appointment. Thanks, James. Thanks, mate. I'll see you Monday. Yep, we'll see you on Monday, of course. So do tune in to the Q3 podcast then. Uh, enjoy the Canadian Grand Prix. Let us know how you thought the Grand Prix went. Um, obviously, obviously, sorry, you can't tweet to us um, at the Q3 podcast or on Facebook, so do comment on the shows, all that. Um, but, yeah, so James and I will be back next Monday. And until then, enjoy the Canadian Grand Prix, and we'll see you at the front of the grid.